long last curses in cursive has returned. I'm your co-host, Sinclair Wanza, joined by my my own co-host, Sean Washington. Say what's up to the people, Sean. How y'all doing? Y'all know me from all the other 80,000 podcasts that I be on. Yeah, you you are way overexposed right now. <laughs> you remember when I told you I didn't want to be on another podcast and you was like, but you're my co-host? And I was like, oh, yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do too much. You do too much. You're on too many podcasts. You coach too many teams. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm giving back to my community. In a good way, in a good way, in a good way. Not the other This way is much better than selling rocks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I much wouldn't say it, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the show. Um, it's been a minute since we've recorded, and life has changed quite a bit in the past two months, Sean. As you know, first thing I want to do, I want to say thank you to you as a friend. I don't know if y'all really understand. Me and Sean are for real friends in real life. Uh, we don't just, <laughs> we're not just two people that randomly tweeted each other. Um, and like each other's stuff on Facebook. But we're actually friends in real life. Sean moved out here first to the Atlanta area. My wife and I just moved out here, and it's been a, an interesting transition, uh, mainly because, you know, I'm stupid sometimes, and then also because <laughs> my brother passed away, um, and those of you that are close to me already know about this, and I appreciate all of your support, the text messages, phone calls, emails, and um, even being there for me and offering. But I will say that, Sean, you and your wife have been a blessing uh, to m- to me and my wife, just being another married couple in the area to kind of bounce ideas off of and talk to and vent. Um, so we're not doing it at each other. And that's been healthy. And I want to make sure that I told you publicly, as publicly as I can, at least, uh-huh. um, that we, not only do I thank you for that, I know she thanks you for that and she thanks your wife so you and tiffany have been a godsend to us and thank you for making this transition just a little bit easier as we kind of get used to atlanta's atlanta lifestyle oh and you know that's completely unnecessary man uh i've known you since uh before you was a big huge humongous nigga you know what i'm saying so we've been boys for a long time hey man when i met you i I don't even think you was taller than me you know what i'm saying oh that lies Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, are we are we supposed to be going out tonight or some shit? Right? I don't know. Yeah, I do believe so. Um, but look, yeah, see, I, I get off, I get off work at eight thirty, so yeah, we got no ladies playing sure. that. But yeah, we right we do all types of stuff together. Show up for the beer. Yeah, uh, he came by the other day, and my daughter was just like, "Oh, hey, I know who that is." <laughs> he always be over here. Uh, we such good friends. Right. I let him come back into my house after he brought some Southern Comfort in here. That shit is still in the cabinet though, because it's trash. I mean, just I, I, you know, I understand. Trash. Another public it's note, man. Uh, we we changed the the fantasy football league. Uh, now it's forever uh, the Wands Memorial League, man. So we changed wow. the name. Wow. Yeah, we, we changed the name to the Wands Memorial League. So you, you might be able to come back one day, man. You, you gonna come back? Uh, no. <laughs> He who shall not be named is still in that league, so I will not be back. <laughs> Y'all don't understand how much he hates our old fantasy football league. He could not wait to quit. It is so awful. <laughs> I stopped trying like <laughs> week four, the last week, the last year I was in it. I was like, nah, I don't care. No. Well, before we get on everything, I, I just want to put out that the problem, the biggest problem with our fantasy league is that people tend to um, put out trades like you never watched football before. And it's just rude. Like don't don't act like I don't watch football if I'm playing fantasy football. Don't offer me your third string wide receiver and your second string running back for my starting quarterback. You know what I mean? Like just don't do that. Right. 
We had to make oh, up an award called the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we had to make up an award for uh, these infractions called the Fantasy Trade Offender Award, man. We should just call it the JD. It's not just him. It's no, it's, it's not. But he's the. It's most mostly him. Offender. Yeah, he, he's the most egregious offender. Because what he I is, would he is definitely to uh, call him out on it. <clears throat> yeah, I would say you, he's definitely going to be on there. Our. Uh, our registered offender list. You know, you never get off that list once you're an FTO oh, yeah. offender. Yeah. You're, you're forever an FTO offender. But he's earned it. Sinclair, what do we want to get into today? Nonetheless, I want to get into. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to get into um, the. As I, I know, if people remember from the last pod, I promised a review, somewhat of a review of the E Myth, which is um, short for the entrepreneurial myth. As people know, I am somewhat of an entrepreneur. The past couple months, I've kind of taken a back seat and haven't really tried to do any sort of expanding, just simply maintaining the relationships with clients that I have. But the e-myth is simply about, you know, everyone believes that being an entrepreneur is this amazing, sexy thing. And it sounds great to say, but in actuality, your life on a daily basis is hectic as all hell. Um, Some days you're actually the technician where you're executing uh, plans that you've already put in a place where you're dealing with clients where, you know, because I'm in marketing where I am actually, <clears throat> excuse me, where I'm actually dealing with vendors and help and finding people that can help me execute the project that I need to execute. Some days I'm the manager where I'm interfacing with my clients and I'm needing to explain to them and help them develop the plan that I will then execute as the technician. Um, and being a manager, my manager side, I'd say is, um, is pretty well developed. Um, I've been, you know, and actually, let's be realistic. We all have been ma- been man. We've been managers of our own lives, and that means a lot of different things after a certain age to a lot of different people. But at the very mm-hmm. least, you help to manage your household. Now, take that experience that you have with managing your household, and increase that. Um, increase the activity, just the volume of activity that you would need, or the bandwidth you would need to actually run the household, and like multiply about about. 13 or 14 or 15. It's crazy. Um, and then, of course, there's the actual entrepreneurial side, which is more my innovator side, um, which I, I which allows me to kind of take some of my previous experience as a technician, think about how I can develop that over to, you know, to any potential clients, and then I can go and pursue any endeavors that I might like. Um, that doesn't really require, uh, I say, as much it allows me allows for you know a little bit of to develop a little bit of the pie in the sky um, uh, type of mentality, and that's kind of the problem I think when people go into especially I'm a small business, so I'm a sole practitioner as a matter of fact. So any of the sole practitioner businesses, um, and Sean, you've kind of seen me go through this a little bit. I've talked to you about it some um, in my mm-hmm. another quest to make you the president of my company, so I can just keep <laughs> you nonetheless. Um, it's kind of you know. I have all these ideas and I want to do things and it's great. Uh, and then I, then I have, but you know, and I have to then try to parse out, okay, what's a good idea? What's not a good idea? What's feasible? What's not feasible? What do I have the capital to execute? And what do I not have the capital to execute? Um, and kind of making those assessments of where I am on a daily basis as an entrepreneur, it can be difficult because you know, you feel like, Oh, I do. I feel like I should be further along and I'm simply not. Um, but, mm. that, but 
obviously the e-myth um, breaks down all those entrepreneurial myths about how things are going to be so great and so sexy and life's going to be fast and it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, you opened a, a you opened a bake shop, you're going to make pies because you love making pies and everything else that the technician, you know, if you're a technician at heart, you're forgetting the managerial, the entrepreneurial side, the innovator side. If you're an entrepreneur at heart, it might be a little difficult for you to be a technician. Um, and if you're a manager at heart, it might be a little bit difficult for you to not only, you know, get creative, but also to sit down and do the work of the technician. Uh, but as an entrepreneur, you have to be all three every day. And um, the book outlines some really great ways to do that in terms of you make co- contracts with yourself for each necessary role within your business. <clears throat> Excuse me. So as of now, I and hopefully changing soon. I'm obviously the president of my own company. I'm obviously the vice president of business development. I'm obviously um, the CFO, the uh, sorry, vice president of communications, vice president of finance. All those, all those different, all the different roles that go into running my business, I am them every day, um, and it's become easier because I I have actual job descriptions that I sat down over a couple of weeks and created for myself. And I signed the contracts um, for, you know, indef- and I'm in these roles indefinitely saying I'm going to serve this role as outlined above indefinitely or until there is a replacement. And I signed that contract and you'd be surprised how seriously you take the contract that you make with yourself and simply saying this is what I am responsible for. And now that I better understand what I am responsible for in this role then it makes your job a lot easier. And those are Mm. things that I'm going to pass over to you, Sean, in just a little bit um, in the next few days because I kind of want you to at least look at some of these things uh, because eventually I'm going to make you the president of a company. I'm going to just wake up one day and be like, the fuck? Yeah, one day you just (laughs) wake up like, oh, I'm the president of this. What happened? Yeah, that's how it's going to work. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've read like the first like 15 pages and then I keep forgetting to read it again. That's my bad. Right, I was like two months ago. Yeah, I mean, you had me buy the book when I was drunk. That was probably the first the, the first problem. Can't be having me buying books. <laughs> that was after we was watching uh, UFC, and we was just we had been drinking the whole right. time. And then you was just like, "Oh yeah, buy this book." And I was like, "Cool." I couldn't even find. I couldn't remember what service I used to buy the book for like two weeks. I was just looking all. I was like, "Is it is it on iBooks? Is it on?" M-? I, I I had no idea. You I was looking for it. Yeah, I ended up buying it on my Kindle app, which didn't make sense because I could have just bought it with iBooks because I already read on my app. It, it, I don't know what I was doing. Okay. It, it was ridiculous. I mean, I still want you to read the book. It makes it sound... and you, I mean, even by you reading the book without having actually gotten into anything entrepreneurial, but I mean, in my mind, we're still going to be doing this food truck in the next few years. That's Yeah, happen. man. Um, hey, man, I just so want to let you know when I was just... When I was just out taking my son to get a haircut, man, the gas station barbecue guy was out there getting it in. Man. Stop it. No, it's a dude. It's this one gas station on seventy eight. There's one shell, and it's always eh, it, I wouldn't say always, but it's always the same guy out there Wait, where he didn't pull to which gas station he, on seventy eight. It's uh further down, closer to like where I get on the bus, like by it's like ten minutes from here. So it's like not it's not far from here, but not close. It's right by Walgreens, and the dude pulls well, in his giant ass grill. Uh, further east, I mean further west. I'm sorry, further west. So he oh, he oh. pulls in his big ass grill and he just be out there in the parking lot getting it in, man. And people be buying that shit. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it though? Like gas, like yeah. barbecue at a gas station. That's amazing. America, yeah. <laughs> man. He knows what he he knows what he's doing, man. That's what's up. 
Yeah, honestly, what I'd really like to do is to be able to take the revenue that's generated from the business now and have the business buy the truck and then incorporate underneath the business that exists um, and then will be a, a DBA and then it'll be whatever we call a food truck. Mm. I think you'd have a leg up, honestly. I think if by reading the book before you actually got into um, being an entrepreneur or having your own business, I think it's going to give you a leg up in terms of understanding, all right, you'll have a little better sense of, all right, what do I need to do beforehand? How do I help prepare? Which in is probably like having a kid. You're not really ever going to be fully prepared. But at the very least, <laughs> you recognize right. things, right? You'll recognize things yeah. before, you know, as they're coming up. You're like, oh, okay, this is, I remember this from the book. This helps me. I understand this role. I understand what I should do here. I mean, I thought it was just a great book. It definitely helped me out. I suggested it to one of my clients. She loved it too. And her business has actually taken a very decisive turn um, for the better since then. I think since she's gotten a little more organized, um, she's been a lot happier in terms of um, how she operates on a daily basis. Because she is absolutely a technician. Um, and developing her managerial side and her creativity and innovator side has been and the, has been you know a lot easier once she's once she actually read the book and understood a little bit better what she needed to do in those roles as you know as the only person that's in the business. I mean, shit, dude, you know, look at the, the the network, you know. I mean, entrepreneurial right there, man. Like people just don't get it. Like just starting a podcast doesn't quite isn't quite as easy as uh, people think it is, and the damn sure ain't free. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much gave yourself a second job that doesn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Like, what type of shit is that? Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. cool. It sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it I, sounds, it sound, and that's, that's the problem. The entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur or starting something sounds fun and it sounds sexy, but people don't realize that, you know, even me who hasn't gotten all the way into the network yet in terms of producing regular content, I have to go out and find it. What are the topics for the show? That's not just an easy thing that you can wake up and feel like doing. You have to figure out, all right, what am I in the mood to talk about today? What I just want to let y'all know how hard it is to get this motherfucker to agree to a t-shirt. You should like, <laughs> just, just design, designing a t-shirt has, has been way harder than it should be for anybody. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, come on now. My bad. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, because, like, I, I don't want it to be to... purple, but like, I don't know if I'm going to wear a purple t-shirt. Like, maybe is it a different shade of purple? God damn it. Look, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> you just got mad all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things where I'm going to have to stop sending you emails and you're just going to have to sit here with me while I just go through it. That, that's what's going oh, yeah. to happen. That's going to have to happen. Fair enough. Well, yeah, um, I I really encourage all of y'all, anyone that listens, to go and pick up the E Myth. Um, it's a great book. It's called The E Myth Revisited, and you really need to go check it out. It's a worthwhile. It's worthwhile whether you want to be an entrepreneur or whether you're just working a nine to five job. It's helpful to help you understand the different roles that are necessary to be successful in business. Whether you are a technician, whether you are a manager, whether you are an innovator. Go ahead and pick it up. Um, it's called, again, The E-Myth Revisited, and it's by Michael E. Gerber. Um, so go ahead and check that out uh, as soon as you can. I promise you will not be disappointed. Um, and also, other some other, and transitioning real quick, awkward awkward segue. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was I have, re- have recently gotten into this um, mentoring group. Uh, oh, okay. So I don't yeah. think I, have I actually told you like what we do? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I'm not actually a mentor. 
praise God, uh, <laughs> mentored to. Um, and I'm being mentored to by one of the investors at the company in, uh, where I work. Um, just so you all know, I actually also have a nine to five. Um, and so one of the investors invited me to join his group. Um, he mentors to me and about six other young professionals. Um, it's a faith-based mentoring group. Uh, we tie in business, um, you know, different interests and things like that. And he just gave us a book to read. And that book, uh, was called Bo's Cafe. So I don't mean for this to be a, a I don't mean for this to be a book club, a book club but yeah. I also, that's just, that's just one other, that's one other book I want, really want people to check out because anybody that is married or newly married, probably particularly newly married, but I mean, I could see how it could help like the vets like you, um, definitely go ahead and check it out. It talks about surrendering to God in your relationship and helping you fix things because none of us is able to do it for ourselves. And it's really easy, especially as intelligent people, it's really easy to start to think like, Oh, I'm smart. I'll figure it out. I got it. And man, I'll tell you that marriage has turned that idea upside down for me. As smart as I am, <laughs> I am done. I am, I'm bad at this. I just, I'm bad at it. Um, I didn't realize I was bad at it until recently. And I don't really understand being bad at it because I'm really not bad at any, at much of anything that I'm actually trying at. Um, but I'm trying at this and I'm horrible at it. So, and I mean, Sean, obviously you've helped out quite a bit, um, in making sure that call me stupid uh, when I'm being stupid mm-hmm. or yeah, just that's kind of listen. yeah yeah you're good for that you're good for that I will say that like the advice that you give it usually amounts to like man up me and I'll be like I like I'd be so mad <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so mad I'm like that is not helpful <laughs> nah, yeah it, it is gotta man up me <laughs> I th- that, that's a it's a gender neutral term man I say that to everybody man women children Everybody gets a man up beat from me occasionally. <laughs> and I get get so angry. Just like you got a man up beat. I'm like, Sean, what does that mean? Like, what are the steps to manning up in this situation? Uh, hey man, a, a man can only show you the way. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to do it for you have to take the way for yourself. Okay, see, that's another one of those things that you say that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda I kinda took I, t- I took a little bit of uh a little bit of Game of Thrones out of that, and then just kind of made something up. So you know, just just being me, not really being too helpful. Appreciate it. Uh, as Dan Levitard would say, anyway, uh, Nike just launched an app uh, right before the Olympics. Smart of them, uh, very good for them. Um, they just launched an app, the Nike Plus app. I know most people are familiar with Nike Plus being like um, an app integrated into their shoes, the chest they're running, but. It wasn't a standalone. It was always partnered with somebody else. But Nike has just... Oh, was it? Uh, I, I didn't yeah. think it was. Oh, you never had the Nike Plus shoes um, connected to your, to your iPhone? No, when I had the shoes that had Nike Plus capabilities, I hadn't had an iPhone yet. Oh. So I never used it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was always just like... But now, it was always something where, you know, you could ha- help you track kind of your exercising and what you're doing. It was pretty much like a Fitbit. It was, but not, it was, it was like a whack Fitbit. Um, but now Nike has launched an entire application, um, that not only does it serve content, but it also, uh, provides the user with, you know, stories based on your inputs of interest and allows you to connect with uh, a trainer if you want, and also uh, connects you with a store 
and and obviously because because it's Nike, it's gonna they want they want to push product to you. So they connect you with a store where you can buy, um, a consumer pretty much can buy on their phone straight from Nike instead of going to a retail shop or something like that. The idea is that they want, um, they want to start to serve on a one to one scale. And this sounds like this is common sense. This sounds like, oh yeah, duh, they should totally do this. Uh, number one, understand, and I, I really hope that you got, that you guys are understanding the gravity of this. Um, but there aren't really a lot of, I don't think, as far as I know, there, no one else is doing this where they're offering you these services that are connecting to your phone and, and on, on a mobile application platform and also at the same time connecting you to product that can be delivered straight to you all in one platform, like in one spot. I don't know. Um, I mean, people just always they just kind of think about things as just the next the next step in technology. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if a lot of the times people actually go and think about how much something is or isn't changing the game. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's just kind of like, like you know, we've been using uh, Dropbox paper a lot now. It And it's just like, I don't think people realize, like, it's, it's not necessarily an easy thing to put out there. Like, you know, a doc that we can all edit at the same time, like, literally at the same time. So, like, we, you know, four right. or five of us can have the ad, have it up and we're all changing words. Like, that seems like, oh, that's an easy step, but it's it's really not you know, no, people no. just like, oh, well, you know, before, before you were just putting documents up there. So that's the next next logical step. But, hey, man, that shit is still hard to uh, execute on. Right. Because Nike is, about, has to take, Nike is about that, though. Right. And that's the thing. They, they invested in a team to put it together to take the time and the capital. Um, and I mean, this is it, I was, this isn't anything. This isn't anything, any small feat. This is something where Nike is saying we are no longer going to focus just on customer acquisition, like everyone else. Now we're going to focus on customer experience, where you feel where right. Nike is going to leverage its brand as an, and, and hold itself out as an expert in the marketplace and say, not only do we have all these awesome products, but we're also going to couple all these awesome products and give, it to you, give, give them to you in one place with things like really cool reserved for you event invitations, um, we're going to give you data about your exercise when you go on your runs. We're going to give you, you know, pretty much everything that a Fitbit could do in the app, as well as connect you with our actual products, which is our main, which is the, which is the reason we exist. We're not going to forget about that. And they managed to integrate that um, in a really cool way. I thought it was really awesome and worth talking about personally, because yeah, um, I mean, as I Nike's look around always... my closet, I, I'm a slave to the swoosh. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Nike, um, I had to do uh, a team research paper on them when I was in grad school. Mm. And I mean, they it, it's basically like they spend all their money on research and advertising. You right. know, so it's just like they know what they're putting out. And then when they find some shit that's good, they make sure that you know about it. Right. And that's the thing. That was always about acquisition, 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 market share. Um, and I mean, you know, there's other companies that are coming up, the companies that have been around for a long time that have made improvements. Companies that are trying to challenge globally and some that are going to challenge only in certain parts of the world. Um, but Nike not only is dominating globally as well as here in the States in terms of acquisition and market share, they're now going to be able to hone in even better on customer retention by their, by their integration of technology with their products and coupling that with their customer experience. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, yeah. I'm all for making any type of thing easier when I'm dealing with a company. That's how I roll. Yeah, fair enough. 
Oh, Another thing with Nike too, they also just announced that they were going to stop making golf clubs. They did. Yes, they did. That's because their so golf is all of a sudden not good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where a lot of people didn't think they should have gotten into that marketplace initially anyway. True. And I mean, you know, if it's not making the money, people still going to buy the golf clothes. And they probably are making way more money off of that than people buying the Nike clubs. Yeah, I, I don't actually know anybody with Nike clubs. Yeah, me neither. Oh, that's actually but I know a hell of a lot of... I know a shit ton of people with Nike golf shirts. Oh, of course. Some, well, actually, you know what? Recently, I bought, I don't even play golf, but I bought a couple golf shirts before I went back to Chicago. Um, Polo makes some pretty nice golf golf shirts as well as Under Armour. And Under Armour, as we all know, is taking you know it is really trying to take these sports um, sportswear industry by storm, and they're they're ac- they're acquiring customers like crazy. Their market share is climbing year over year um, to the point where Nike does feel threatened somewhat. And that's going to start to um, show itself in the next couple of years in much more aggressive manner, in a much more aggressive manner than they've been letting on. But back to your original point. No, Nike's golf, golf clubs are terrible, but their golf shirts are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we held Nike up and then we immediately smacked them down. Like, yeah, like, yeah. that other shit is whack, though. But good job to the Nike Plus team. I mean, good job. I mean, I mean, yeah, they digital is, is going to be. I mean, obviously, I'm not even sure. I felt like Nike Plus has been doing what Fitbit has been doing recently for way longer. And for some people, reason people really latched on to the Fitbit thing, because, you know, yeah, a lot of my I coworkers just like, oh, I got as well. Yeah, I guess Like they were trying to get in there. But I mean, Fitbit just kind of showed up and said, hey. We're going to do this way better than what Nike's doing. And Nike's kind of taking a step back. Like, okay, y'all got it, but we're going to come back. We'll be back. And then oh, I want to say, you know, then like Matt Maron came out. And then they partner with like Under Armour or something? Yep. Yeah, so that, you know, they they kind of missed out on that boat too. Because that was well, that was the perfect person. Boat, they missed out on Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, that was the perfect That was the perfect uh, thing to be like, you know, we're going to have Nike Plus integration with Matt Maron. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Literally perfect at the time. But mm-hmm. I don't run no more because I'm lazy. I'm, I'm about I'm about to probably go to the gym in a little while and swim. I, I fucking hate running. Yeah, well, swim is better for you anyway. So Yeah. So, effort, yeah, it's, I'm, not, I'm not really a part of that life, but I know plenty of people that are. And I literally have no idea how they map their runs. Yeah, no, I'm not interested. I do. The, I use the um, the run. I think it's I think it's called Run World something like that. I don't know what it's called. Whatever app I use, and it's it like constantly reminds me, like, "Hey, you didn't run today." <laughs> uh, hey, fat boy, get up and run. Yeah. Missed your it's workout today. Like, yeah, you thank you. Appreciate it. That's your lazy as shit, huh? That's funny. Yes, it's it's it, it's not nice. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Oh, I, I meant to say at the top of the show, you know, anybody who was you know subscribed to the original curses and the curse of feed and then resubscribe, we applaud you because. Uh, Sinclair got us kicked off of iTunes. So I'm glad that y'all came whoa. back. Whoa. Whoa. You not did get fault. us kicked off of I, iTunes. I did not. This is your fault because you posted it and you had a chance to read what I wrote before you posted it. You didn't change it. Your fault. I'm not going with that. We might have to poll the people on this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, but, I'm, but you, know, you know that, like, obviously I use far too much profanity. So you should have known. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's my it's fault. It's called anyway, Curses in Cursive. Yeah, let's move on. All right, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and put up on 
uh, Twitter at CNC Pod. I'm gonna put up a poll and say, whose fault was it that we got kicked off of iTunes? <laughs> and I guarantee you, the not- majority of people aren't gonna say me. It's gonna be you. That's not what's up. Just saying. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had today. I, I was going to touch on the Olympics, but I mean, we all kind of understand what kind of shit show is going on over there. No, uh, no, no, no. I do want to touch on the Olympics a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I do. I do want to touch on the Olympics. If you <laughs> watch the talk about this. <laughs> no, if you watch the opening ceremonies, that might have been the most technically advanced digital projector I had ever seen in my whole life. Like they did this thing, like they were going through all these different scenes in Brazil or whatever. And they basically had a scene where like uh, gymnasts were like running across the ground, but the the screen projected it where it looked like they were running from rooftop to rooftop. I had never seen no shit like that before. It was amazing. I actually didn't like, watch. You, I'm really sorry. You have to check. Um, you have to check that out. No, you have to check that out. Yeah, some of the the opening ceremony was super random. Like it was cool. Like they were all coming out and they were having a party, and then it just went to the scene where they talked about global warming. It was really weird. Now, granted, global warming is an issue, but I just, it was so, I just don't even understand how that correlated with the opening ceremony in the Olympics. But I mean, that's cool. I'm just hoping that people don't get sick from swimming in their sewage water and people don't come back with the Zika. Yeah, it's like sewage water, Zika, getting kidnapped, robbed. Like everything's happened. Anything you like, short of some, sort of an athlete being murdered, like everything's happened. (laughs) And the opening ceremony was last night. Well, the best thing the best thing about this Olympics is that it's only an hour ahead of us. So it's, I, I want to say the Olympics haven't been this close to our time zone since they were actually in Atlanta in 96. Uh, so, you know, watching the USA basketball won't be nearly as hard as it, it has been in uh, the last couple of years. Man, you know when it was tough? When they had the Olympics in Beijing. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, I remember yeah. I was watching. <laughs> was, like, I, was, I, got up, I had to get up and watch um, the the gold medal game it was like four in the morning i was angry yeah yeah it was 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 i was like well i better i might as well get ready for work yeah i remember when they were in uh where were they at in 08 wasn't that beijing no i didn't think that was beijing 08 beijing and 12 because i remember the. oh that's right but in 08 i could have sworn that the the game started at like eight i don't remember was it four was Uh it just the gold medal game was that a crazy ass time yeah the gold medal was like technically in the afternoon for beijing but for us it Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, London, I don't feel like was too bad. London was booty. But I, I don't remember. I mean, it, London was like that first Olympics when it was like, it don't really matter if you at work, just stream that shit. Right, pretty much. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much how it's going to be this time. Right. I'm not no huge on the Olympics. How has come in the past few years is that, you know, it used to be, I have to go watch, I have to go watch. It's like, no, I don't. It's on my phone. Thank you. That's that's the one thing where I always try to say that I'm not really big into the Olympics. But you give me like track and field. I'm on that shit all day. Wait, like wait, wait, wait. I, I fucks with track I need and field. To clarify this, sir. I need to clarify. Like you are know, you like the Olympics come around. Track and field, or are you watching all track and field? I'm watching all the track and field. Oh, okay, all right. Just check. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching all of it, man. Hey, man, we 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 have a mutual friend that only watches women's track and field, and I don't think he's ever told you about it. But I'm not gonna name his name. <laughs> I mean, women's track and field is, uh, I would say, for the most part. It's like you have the same top stars, but there's never like there are more surprises in women's track and field. I feel like yes, there are. I I definitely feel that that's the that happens. Yeah, I was. But, I can't knock that one. Yeah, 
I still just can't believe too that. that I'm sorry. Wait, real quick. Did you hear about the dude that got kidnapped for like 30 minutes? What? Like this no. already? I think he was. Well, everything's happened to the Australian national team. I feel so bad for them. They should just leave. But um, I forget what he was. But apparently, early in the week or maybe last weekend, he got kidnapped. Two d- two dudes in uh, police uniforms uh, kidnapped him and got in his car and said, "You take us to the ATM. You're going to give us money." And he was like, "Okay," and he gave him like the equivalent of like six hundred, six or seven hundred dollars, uh, and then they let him go. Wow. Yeah. Hail to the no. Like, I want to report it to the police. It's like, but but it was them. Why would you bother? Yeah, no, nah, I'm straight. <laughs> nope. Can't do it. It looks like uh, they got swimming going on right now. I see that uh, Leslie Jones is, uh, is, was tweeting some of the, the swim pictures. I usually watch swimming during the metal rounds. The first, you know, the, the same thing with like track and field and like swimming. Like the first couple qualifying rounds is usually just one or two people who just dominate them. So they're kind of not even worth watching. Oh, yeah. Until just, you start getting it look, to like the, right. the semi. I'm not watching. I'm, I'm trying to see if Michael Phelps can actually win something and then not get tested positive for any type of drugs in his fifth Olympics because that's just amazing. I mean, I don't think he's going to. Honestly, I don't see him winning a whole uh, like uh, winning a lot of medals like he has in the past. But I mean, good for him. Nah, he might win. A, I think he might win a relay. Special on him. Well, yeah, a relay, but like, yeah, maybe, what was his strongest yeah. uh, individual for this this year or period before? Period, like overall, I, I, I'm not sure. That's how much I know about. Like when he was, uh, when he was like winning every single medal. I'm not sure that there was right. one in particular. Okay, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I, I want to say it was just whatever he entered. I, I think that he was more of the, um, he didn't do like the real long distance swims. I didn't think. I feel like he did the shorter races, but I don't remember it. Because I feel like he was in every damn event. He was in like 400-something and 200-something. I don't know. We should stop talking um, <laughs> in an uneducated manner. About I mean, that's six, I about to say that's 16 years of Olympic history. Like, shit, I don't know. Right. Oh, Jesus. My man's got 22 medals, B. I was like 13. I'm not required to know. <laughs> Let me see. I, I'm, looking, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, his medals. See, that's the World Championships. Don't nobody care about that. So, yeah, 100-meter butterfly, 200-meter butterfly, 200-meter medley, 400-meter medley, 4 by 200 freestyle, 4 by 100 medley. Yeah, so, like, he was he was doing some of everything at all distances, too. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hats off yeah, to, I'm trying to see the GOAT, uh, but good Lord, man. Like, why would you ever want to do something like that? Like, you have to be exhausted after So, it seems I, like... I wouldn't train. Yeah, yeah it seems like as he... As he's gotten older, he's pretty much transitioned to just the one hundred and two hundreds. He hasn't done a he hasn't done a yeah he hasn't done a four hundred since uh, two thousand eight, where he at least he didn't qualify. He didn't get any medals in the four hundred since two thousand eight. Oh, okay, smart. Can't say I blame him. No, nah, what else do you have on? Uh, what else do you have on the Olympics thus far? I mean, nothing really. Like I never really know much of the run up to the Olympics because, to be completely honest. Uh, there's not a lot of attention given to anything but basketball, unless it's somebody who's like super dominating. And the one thing about the Olympics I do know is I feel like they said in women's swimming, it was just like a lot of the old favorites would just get knocked out. Oh, like I, they were just losing all of a sudden. So there was that. Um, I know Randall Cunningham's daughter's going. They did a, a special on that. Like she's going for the high jump. All right. 
Yeah, like she's really good and he coaches her and, and she was saying that she wanted to go to college instead of going pro because she was just like, you know, I'm not making any money. I don't have any sponsors. And he was like, oh, that's that's the only issue. And he said he made like three phone calls and she had a contract. Well, there you and go. And then she was like, all right, well, I guess she was like, OK, I guess I'll go pro. All right. I guess I'm going. And, you know, she won. The, yeah, she won a world championship. So I know hey, she's there. People have places. Yeah, I never really get too much into the, you know, we got to have more medals than any other country. I'm like, we got the most athletes. So having the most medals isn't, I mean, that's kind of. And also, it, it our athletes are just a collection of athletes from all that are from all over the world anyways. Well, we're not going to get into the geopolitics of that. I'm not, that's a little too broad. I want to say that that was a discussion in this household last night about like when the countries were coming out and you're just like, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, they're, they're from that country. Sure. Whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, Sergio Bach is definitely Spanish. He's definitely Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they actually talked about how Sergio was from the Congo, but then he moved to Spain, so he was able to. Yeah, he have to be like play a for the Olympic team. Like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something. It's just, I mean, honestly, the, yeah. the Olympics is it's so corrupt now. It's taken away any sort of desire for me to watch it besides basketball. I mean, I mean, all you got to say is there's no way Rio should have had the World Cup and the Olympics in a two year span. Like it just. The thing is, how did Rio get it and Chicago didn't? Like, come on, what are we doing, Bruh. I mean, I don't like like Michigan, but they're not gonna tell me I'm gonna die if I put my head in it. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I, it is super corrupt. I mean, it's probably better that Chicago didn't get it because, I mean, taxes and all the shit that they tax for are already ridiculous. So I just can't yeah. even imagine what would have happened if the run up to the Olympics. And they, Chicago won like the twenty twenty, didn't they? No, they went for they, the. They no, they went for sixteen. Oh, they did. Oh goodness, that I would be furious if I was part of that committee. Yeah, I remember that. I was at work, and they were down to the last three, and everybody was uh, like gathering to see if they would get it. And like two minutes into the last deliberations, <laughs> they uh, cut like, Chicago. Chicago. I was like, damn. <laughs> right. I was like, damn, that was quick. Right. Y'all didn't pay enough money. You didn't pay enough money. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think, was Ron mayor then? I don't think he was mayor then, so he wasn't, it wasn't corrupt enough. Because <laughs> Daly was any better. Daly sold the, the curbs for 75 years for $2 million. Idiot. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was $2 billion, but either way, idiot. 75 years of revenue, you're going to pay, you're going to just sign away for this quick paycheck? You know he gave it to him. Yeah. You know what? What'd you say? I said, you know, he he just gave that $2 million to his homies. It was something. It was funny because I remember he said most of the money was going into some type of long-term reserve, but now all of a sudden nope. the reserves ain't got no money. Right. And then like they very quickly didn't have anything left. Yep. But all right. That, that, that's all you have for today, man? That's all I have for today. I wanted to keep it nice, short, and quick. I don't want to keep the people around. And also, I- hey, That's what she work. said. Anyway. Hey. Um Unnecessary. Yeah, tell the okay. people where they tell the <laughs> tell the people where they can find you, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sinkwans. That's at S I N C W O N Z. Or you can find the show's Twitter um, at C N C Pod. That's the letter C I N letter C Pod. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I recently made my profile. Um, viewable by the public so that if you guys want to send me any sort of mean nasty thoughts or I'll block you but feel free to send them on Facebook um, and Sean where can the people find you 
Oh man, ETMF podcast on 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 everything, man. Everything. Um, go to the website because I mean we've been working crazy on it. I, I mean it's looking totally different. We got a gallery now. We got the shop. You know, hopefully we'll have the curses and cursive shirts up soon. If Sinclair can never make up his fucking mind on at least one design, hey, we'll, we'll be able. We'll be. It's true. Come on now. We'll be able to uh, have that up there. So. We got the ETMF podcast shirts up now. Um, we're trying to get samples of every shirt before we put them out to sale because I, I just feel like that's proper. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll have the games we don't play shirts coming out soon and then probably the podcast on repeat after that. So, we're, we're, you know, we're moving. Um, anybody in the, the Atlanta area, if you're going to... What's the next pod you're recording? Shit, man. I don't know. Um I think probably games we don't play. I'm trying to, you know, there was a new uh, a new Batman game that came out, like a, in the vein of the Walking Dead game. So I'm probably about to actually go play that right now, so I can talk about it once the, uh, you know, uh, once uh, we record. But anybody in Atlanta, if you're going to Dragon Con, or even if you're just in the Atlanta area and you enjoy the ETMF podcast uh, network, we are going to have a meetup with our friends over at the Black Astronauts uh, podcast network. And it's going to be Friday, September 2nd from 7 to 9 at the Smoke Ring in Atlanta, which is 309 Nelson Street Southwest. So it's downtown. So come hang out with your boys. I'm going to be there. Sinclair will be there. Dre will be there. Um, we got just hanging out with the Black Astronauts crew, drinking, you know, taking pictures, you know, just hollering at people, getting to know one another. So, yeah, definitely come check that out if, if you're going. Definitely if you're going to Dragon Con, even if you're just in the area, come check it out. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time to listen to the Curses in Cursive podcast, part of the ETMF podcast network. We'll try to have some more regularly, uh, some more uh, regularly available content. Uh, yeah, that's been crazy, fucked up kind of lately, man. Yeah. yeah, it really has. But we're going we're gonna to do better. We're going to do better, I promise. And then more than four people will listen to this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we got football season coming up, so I already know you're going to be talking about that shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> take us on out, man. All right. Well, that that, that was it. That was, that was out. Oh, all right. Peace, y'all.